Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. My name is Ray. I'll be your host for the hour. And it's a very extraordinary time for those of us who have been following the Abraham Hicks teachings for any time and period. And I know many of you who've been communicating with me through email um, have told me that you've been following them for a long time and have been so appreciative of the show that we put together here every week about the teachings of Abraham. And then many of you who have never heard of them before and have been excited to check out their website and some of the teachings um, because it is an extraordinary type of teaching that we find is such a beautiful complement to the unity teachings, to the metaphysical breakout of spirituality that we're finding so prevalent, uh, many of us on the planet now. So, But today, we're going to get a little deeper into the Abraham Hicks relationship, because our beautiful Jerry Hicks, uh, who is really the founder and provoker of all that we call Abraham, uh, made his transition last week. He uh, transitioned uh, after a little bout of, of some cancer, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But really what we want to talk about is the profound and meaningful experience that many of us have had with Jerry Hicks and who he was, is, and is becoming. Because as you know, there is no ending. So on today's show, I've invited a couple of folks who you've heard before on Everyday Attraction. You know them well. Um, and we're just going to set up a, a roundtable today to talk about Jerry, to talk about who he was, who he is, but also um, maybe answer some questions that some of us have been having about uh, what's next? What now? Uh, where is Esther and Abraham going? And Lots of good stuff. So um, I want to welcome to the show Janice Campbell from her wonderful show, Receive Your Life. Hello, Janice. Hi. Janice has a show also on Unity FM, uh, Receive Your Life Radio. I know that, uh, and she is my co-host on the show. And I also want to welcome Mary Beth Reposardo. Welcome, Mary Beth. Hello. As Glad many of you know. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. As many of you have heard Mary Beth, she is a Law of Attraction channel. And um, I'm excited to say we'll soon be have her on radio show on AlignRadio.com. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So thank you, wonderful Abrahamites, Abrahamsters, Abra-whatevers, <laughs> to this little informal roundtable on our show this week to talk about. I, I think this is, this is a benchmarky kind of transition for our group of teachers, I feel. Um, I, I'm going to start with a question. Where were you when you heard and what did you feel? <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, yeah. where were you when Kennedy died and where what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, 
Um, go ahead, uh, Janice. We're, what? Okay, I was actually 20 degrees north. Now, uh, I got, I got um, I found out when you sent me the text message, oh. and I was standing in my bedroom with the dresser, and it and it was like, wow. I mean, it wasn't. It just was like, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like this is this is on it. Well, I don't know. No, it wasn't surprise. It was. It was just very. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Mary Beth, what was your feeling? Oh, it's funny. I felt pretty much the same way. Um, I was sitting at my computer and I checked my email and that email just came. It was sent to me right then and there. And I read it and I just thought it was so beautiful. And I wasn't really expecting it. It wasn't in my consciousness that Jerry was going to transition. I wasn't seeing things that way. Uh, so it, it was a little tiny bit of a surprise, but mostly just, oh, yes, okay, Jerry okay. has gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't experience any kind of jolt or great upset or anything like that. Uh, it was more this, it was a feeling of loveliness, really. Mm. Mm-hmm. Having that peace. Well, I was in a, I was actually at a, a doctor's appointment with my mom and I was sitting in the, in the waiting room and I just have to say, never check your email when you're in a waiting room with a doctor. I mean, you just don't know what people are emailing you and you don't know how you're going to react. I sort of thought, oh, this is probably not a great, play. but I, I just, um, I felt great. T- tears came over. Absolutely. But they weren't tears of sadness. They were t- tears of kind of expansion and oh my, and this is unexpected. I, I had, I had in my mind, he was going in another direction. He was going to go like, you know, flip the doctors on cancer and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, so I was just really surprised. But then what was surprising to me was it felt like a close friend had transitioned. And that's where I had to get up and get out of the room and walk around the the doctor's office because I was just um hadn't realized what a friend he he had become to me mm-hmm. I mean I've only met him a couple times cursory like hi Jerry how are you you know la 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 and I asked him about the show and how he you know he felt about us speaking and you know they always say as long as you give credit to Abraham you're good to go but you know I just like felt like a friend had transitioned and then I had to sort of deal with some of the emotions and I just got this deep, deep sense of appreciation for him. Yeah. I mean, took my breath away kind of appreciation because of the impact that he has had on my life and my spiritual understanding in the form of how he, um, you know, assisted Esther and was such a huge yeah. part of them coming through her, you know. And and so what for me, deep appreciation always brings tears of joy because you have these relationships and sometimes I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the depth of my relationship with Jerry Hicks, but man, did it hit me that time and just profound appreciation. And then what came next was I'm excited to connect now because I know that, you know, he's been and now he is even more more prevalent and more fully into this this family of teachers. And so then it was kind of like this excitement of, um, you know, what what now? But you know, coming to the Abraham teachings and understanding the kind of part that Jerry played is what I want to talk about a little bit because they are a, an interesting spiritual couple, and Jerry played a really important role in bringing the contrast 
and the questioning to this situation. And, and I just want to maybe get your thoughts about, you know, really honoring the questioner in us, the one that's not settled, the one mm-hmm. that's always wanting to know more, the one that doesn't just say, okay, I ha- you know, enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the insatiable one, <laughs> the insati- yeah. that's the word, Janice. Thank you. The insatiable one. Um, how has that part of of you, Janice, we'll start with you. How does that part of your spiritual life, I mean, can you, can you see that symbolism and it doesn't resonate with you? Absolutely. I love that he was never satisfied because, um, sometimes I think about that myself, like, Oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't other people seem satisfied with certain answers, but I like to keep going. So it was a great model of someone who has fun with the questions and also a demonstration of the questions never end, like get used to it. You know, <laughs> like don't don't ever wonder if they're going to end. They if you're alive and breathing and inquiring, they're never going to end. And that's that absolutely like I love the way they kept setting it up. Like that's how creation happens. Like you need both, and it's such a vibrancy, a vibrant way of of being in the world. I think is to keep growing and expanding and questioning and looking. And I love that he was never satisfied. Yeah. You need both. Mm-hmm. You need both. You need you need the contrast. You need the questioning. You need the angst, mm-hmm. the spiritual angst, and the not knowing. You know, like you know, to to be in that gap. Yeah, yeah. He made that not only legitimate but cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Jerry made it cool to be in that place of yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what yeah. about that? Yeah. And also, too, like a lot of times in the world of spirituality, uh, seekers have a bad, you know, like basically, oh, they're searchers. Like there's something missing in them and they're searching for it, like like a less than where he turned it around and turned it into something very powerful. Yeah. To keep looking, yeah. keep searching, keep yes. asking. Not like a lost soul that can't find their way. Yeah. Mary Beth, what's your searcher up to these days? Always, always searching, always, always, always asking, always expanding, always wanting to know more and not know it in my head so much as in my entire being to step into that real knowing that I am part of source, part of all that is, and that I really am seeing my world through those eyes, through those eyes of source. And I really think that... Jerry's asking uh, is what expands what comes through, what came through Esther, what expanded the answers, his continually wanting to know more and to really get in touch with um, that deep knowing is what kept, is, and all of our asking as well, all of our asking, sitting in that chair and asking or just asking in our heads, you know, uh, even if we weren't there, all of that asking is what has continued to expand what we're all receiving um, from Abraham. Yes, and what I I love about them as a couple, as a co-creative you know couple, is that they represent the two sides of me. Yeah, you know exactly. You know, Jerry represents the the constant seeker, expander, questioner, yeah, buts, what about this? And Esther represents a part of me that is the allower, the opener, the, you know, they represent in in such a beautiful way part of the creative process where Abraham is right in the middle. So Jerry's the 
in a lot of ways, the asker, Abraham is in the middle that says yes, and Esther receives the yes. And it's sort of this beautiful triad, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that it's such a symbolism for what lives within us. And I love how they outpictured it so that I could get it in such a concrete way, mm-hmm. you know, and I love um, Jerry's humor. You know, and how he was such a showman that he really liked to be up there and talking and telling. I mean, I, I, I know we've been, I've been to so many workshops over the years and I used to love his little spiel that he did at the beginning where he, you know, no, he was just. Yes. He was just About <laughs> the tape, the CDs. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's book of the month club thing. Yes. And yes. I, I mean, all of it, I could listen to it a hundred times and it always made me giggle and him. <laughs> And that part of that showmanship in us that wants to be seen and heard and recognized for our our play, yeah, you know, our part. Of and like that. he was a little boy too. Like oh, every time he got up there, it's like it's like he's a little boy. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things was that the very I'm listening to the tapes when the tapes are fading out just about over, and the way he'd always say, "Well, we'll see you down the road." I mean, there's I something love that. about that. It's mm-hmm. it's like it felt so like friendly and homespunny and come on guys we'll see you down the road it was just i love that i would always like listen for that wait for that (laughs) and that's perfect because that's that's what we want to do is see him down the road right now Mm -hmm. you know meet with him in spirit now and 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 learn how to do that or with anybody that we care about who's seemingly left us yes Yes, absolutely. And I, thank you, Jennifer, for saying that because it always brings tears to my eyes when I hear him. And that's my way of expressing joy. It just sort of releases any resistance to remembering that even though the workshop is ending and many of us have these amazing experiences of the vortex when we're listening to Abraham or at their workshops, um, that, hey, we'll know all is well. We'll see you down the road all, and the eternal road. Yes. Yeah, that's what you're saying, Mary And Beth. it really was in there all as well. That's why it always sounded so good. It's like, it's all good. Like, yeah. There's nothing to worry about. We're on this journey together, and it's all good. And there's always going to be a, another road. We'll yeah. see you down another road. It wasn't just their workshop road. It was, we're in this together. And if you're attracted to this work, you're part of this family, if you will, in quotes, mm-hmm. that has probably been through many experiences together. And we feel this connection with one another, the, you know, the knowing each other without any words um, and the love and the deep love. I mean, I, I think that what's interesting about being in the Abraham group and kind of listening to Abraham teachers, and this happens in other spiritual uh, types of groups, too, is the deep love you can have for somebody and not know their last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or their name at all or their name yeah. at all <laughs> and, and that's that's really the point isn't it to really uh, to see everyone as part of us and everyone is as part of our our love yes and uh, yes. whether we know them or not whether we've even met them or not yes yes it's a wonderful um you know, they, they amplified that kind of uh, of way of being in the world. And, and yeah. what I also appreciated about Jerry is his willingness to be their warts and all, you know, to expose the, their life, mm-hmm. you know, um, their, you know, trips with the big bus. And, oh, my gosh, is that going to be over? That's a, a thought I hadn't thought about before. Is the big bus going to be retired? The last one of the last workshops I heard Esther's dreaming of a jet. And I think that more fits where she might be going now. <laughs> 
<laughs> the jet setter. <laughs> Can't you see it? Yeah. Um, because the big bus and the two of them on the bus and, and the kind of stories that were told about the real stories I loved about the, what Jerry did was he really let his life be an example that we're really all in this and, and we're all having our moments of great foible and we're having our great moments of alignment and it's all okay. Yeah. yeah. What I was always amazed at too was the simplicity of their life. Their life was so simple and also the commitment to Abraham. It sounds like unless they were leaving out big parts of their life that pretty much this is what they did 24-7. Like he was transcribing, like doing all that manual work, especially at the beginning beginning, doing it all himself. You know, it's like hours and hours and hours of listening to tapes, transcribing, getting it ready. I mean, it's amazing, the commitment, so that we could benefit. Like our job is to listen, you know. (laughs) And yet at the same time, what was he doing while he was listening? He was learning and expanding and growing. So it's a win for everybody, isn't it? Right. But, But the commit, like just the passion that he had for this work and for getting it yeah. out. Yeah. It's huge. Huge. And, he really and, saw. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to, I want to be like him when I grow up. I want, <laughs> you know. Okay, when will that be? <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully starting now, yes. you know, to have that commitment and that passion for really understanding who we really are. Wow. Oh, thank you. That is such a, yeah. that's a, that's an everyday takeaway right here, people right there to have the kind of passion that Jerry Hicks had for the Abraham work. May we all step fully into that knowing of what it is ours to do and to know that it's absolute fun yeah. because he did it not because he needed, he knew the world needed to be saved or that if it didn't get out, something would happen. He did it because it was so fun for him. Yes. yes. And he yes. enjoyed it so much. <laughs> you know what so I love about that? Yeah, Mary Beth, when you say when I grow up, but actually what I love is that he was, it's like the opposite. It feels to me like Jerry wasn't a grown up. You know, he was so <laughs> childlike. And that's why there was so much passion and joy. Yeah. Like he was having so much fun with this. It wasn't about, oh, now I have to be serious being adult, you know? <laughs> yeah. He really, truly was very playful um, and playful for all of us um, in, in this unfolding, even though the work was so profound. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're listening to Everyday Attraction. Uh, Ray, Janice, and Mary Beth and myself will be back after the break to explore a little bit more fully uh, what now. Uh, where is this wonderful teaching going? And let's talk a little bit more about transitioning. And Jerry is giving us a wonderful opportunity to get more comfortable with this croaking thing. We'll be right back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction and all is truly well. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are unity classics. 
Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We are on Unity.fm. Hello, Unity peeps. We send our love out to you and also on AlignRadio.com, our home base, uh, where our shows are also being played and also on Stitcher now. If you'd like to take our show with you on your mobile phone, uh, go ahead and search Stitcher in your app store and download us and look for our show every week. So you kids can't miss it everywhere we go. Here we are. More shows, more shows, more fun. Now, before the break, we were talking about, you know, the transitioning of Jerry Hicks in the uh, Jerry and Esther and Abraham triad that we've all come to so enjoy their teachings and um, obviously a, a major focus of this show. And we were talking about some of our, our best moments. But what I, I really wanted to kind of talk about a little bit was the spiritual couple that Jerry and Esther were and will continue to be in a different way. But I really enjoyed watching them not only as teachers and these, you know, profound publishers of all this great metaphysical stuff and authors and book writers and blah, 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 but also just husband and wife and best friends. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to honor that part of it and how much I enjoyed being a part of hearing about that friendship. And I know that, you know, in Esther's letter, to all of us, um, and it's on the abraham-hicks.com website if you want to check it out. Her letter, you know, soon after his transition, I thought was so poignant because she had said, you know, Ari, uh, sorry, Jerry and Esther were in different age brackets. Jerry, I think, was like 15 or 20 years older than Esther. I'm not sure how much, but um, when they first met, you know, Jerry had said to her, I'll probably check out before you, you know, and she said, I'm good with that, you know, Um and I still want to move forward with this relationship, even though there is this age difference. And I just thought, I don't know, I just love them as a couple, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I, I love them as a couple. It's funny because I've been listening to Abraham, I don't know, probably like 18 years. And when I first started, I was really into it. And then I went for this, through this period where I just kind of got bored with it <clears throat> or, you know what I mean? I just kind of had enough. And then I got reinvigorated uh more recently. But during that time, I kept listening to them because I loved them as a couple. Like yeah. it was, they were such a model of a healthy, strong, relate. like they were having so much fun together. I liked just hearing what they were up to. <laughs> yeah. And what restaurants they were going exactly. to. But, but, and again, <laughs> it's just the simplicity of being alive and, and sharing this great thing together. They just, yeah. I just love the way they work together. It was just so inspiring. I went on a, um, on the first Alaska cruise actually that they offered. Wow. And, oh, that was exciting. 
And at one point, there was a little side trip of getting on this uh, helicopter and going up to the glacier, into the glaciers and landing on the glaciers. And when the trip was done, uh, the people I was with and I came back down, and Jerry and Esther were standing right there. And they both looked at us like little kids, and they looked right at me and they said, Oh, was it fun? And uh, Jerry said, What was fun about it? What did you love? What were the people like? And so I just totally fell into this delight of this trip, just like a little kid, and, uh, you know, answered his questions and her questions. You know, what, what were the people like? Did you enjoy them? And, oh, they were wonderful. And what was the glacier like? Was it beautiful? And positive, 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 rich, just wonderful appreciation for everything in this delightful way. So that really stands out in my mind, the two of them there as a couple, just like two little kids. Couldn't wait to hear the great story of this trip, you know. Christmas morning for them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes, that was I so- love that. The other thing I love about them as a spiritual couple is their willingness to move through this. Um, because obviously in the early days when this was happening, this is pretty a bizarre thing for a married couple, right? I mean, they got together before <laughs> Esther was, you know, bringing in the infinite. <laughs> you know, they got together as a couple and suddenly, you know, and Jerry was on board for this expansion, you know, and and he was, I mean, he could have freaked out. You know, and Esther could have freaked out, but they they both had this playful nature, but also this profound ability to be with each other's expansion wherever it kind of took them. Um, and I and as a as a, either whether it's a spiritual couple or maybe your business partner or it's not necessarily husband and wife, but to be in partnership with, with someone accepting your expansion and not only accepting it, but, you know, but cheering you on. Yeah. But, you know, it feels like Esther really trusted Jerry because she wasn't into the I mean, this was his thing. Clearly, he was leading this. Yeah. And and yet it took a lot of trust on her part, especially when she explained her background and, you know, to really let let this happen. I mean, I think a lot of people would have shut that down. Like, oh, this is so weird. You're weird. This is weird. Get me out of here. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, Esther began to receive. I remember those early stories and I cherish them so much now as I'm thinking, you know, where suddenly, you know, Esther's hand would start moving and she's like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's freaky, people. You know, and I'm thinking to myself in my own partnership, you know, if my husband showed up one day or if I started yeah. doing this, you know, how would he feel? You know, what would he be doing? And and I just enjoy the fact that they were sort of open to the ride with one another. And um, I was listening to an author earlier this week that was talking about a passionate marriage and that the key to passionate marriage is to allow the other person to become who they're becoming, even if it makes you uncomfortable. Mm. And to hang with the uncomfortableness, because unless in a marriage or in a relationship or even in a friendship, unless people are moving and changing, there's no vibrancy there. You know, and when people change and move, there can be some uncomfortableness. Wait a second. You said you were going to be this person to me. Right. Right. But I love that um, that they showcased in this that we can really release the need to be fearful as a partner or a friend starts to go 
do stuff that we might not be understanding. Yeah. You know what else was really interesting about them is that they were so private. It's almost like, you know, like you always say to me, Ray, if I'm upset about something, oh, that's because you care what other people think about you. Like, it's interesting how they were able to turn down the noise of the world and not really be um, allow that input in, it sounds like. And at the same time, they gave so much to the world and interacted with the world so much. It's almost like they were a, a beautiful filter. Yes. Because you know, they were so private. In one respect, you could just see the two of them in that monster bus at a campsite. Yeah. So private. And yet yeah. giving so much to the world simultaneously. It's an interesting paradox kind of. I well, love that though. I know from my own experience that uh, when they are doing that kind of work, that they also need that quiet that to remove from the quote world, to get in that place of really connecting with one another, but also connecting with source to keep to keep themselves strengthened in that. In other words, to keep themselves strengthened in the way that they are looking at their world, looking yes. through the eyes of source, and not being pulled by seeming appearances in the world. So there is this going out in the world from this, from this strong place of knowing that everything out there is... is a choice, how we're picturing it is a choice. It's a mirror of our consciousness. And so to keep getting, going back into that place where they're nurturing that connection to who they really are over and over and over again and doing that together, that mm. is so powerful, so powerful. Really powerful. And, you know, I think that they were also able to, I think, some, Janice, you might have said or someone said the word trust, Mm-hmm. You know, they sort of trusted each other, um, but they also trusted that they knew that this work needed that retreat, needed that, you know, basis. And because I know sometimes Esther would talk about how they had two and three hundred interview requests a month. Wow. You know? <laughs> That's and amazing. That's amazing. And let's face it, you know, for those of us who follow this work, they're pretty much rock stars. I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, they, they have a certain celebrity in the spiritual metaphysical world, but, but they also were able to hone this very real life, you know, in the campers, you know, as you right. mentioned, in a private life, they had a private life. And I want that for all of us, because many of us who are teachers, who want to get out there in the world, who have something to say, you know, Mary Beth is a channel, she, you know, wants to give this gift. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that we're giving all of ourselves Mm -hmm. out there, that that is a mistake. And that I think when we look at our celebrity culture, nine times out of 10, the issue is someone who has just thrown themselves out there and not found that balance of what's out in the world and then what is the real connection to source and what is theirs to do and, and to take the time and to make that time sacred. Wow. Yeah. I, I was in, in the last couple of days, I've been doing a lot of really being thankful and appreciating and being in gratitude. And one of the things that I really started to notice lately was um, I'm having gratitude for my time alone. It is a wonderful thing. It is a time for filling myself back up. And um, as you were saying, you just put it so beautifully, just really feeling that strength in source and in who I really am 
And then it makes me stronger to go out there and share, and it helps me stay strong in what I'm beginning to know, in what I'm knowing more deeply. Yes, and I believe you can have it all. You can do your best work, be out there, be vocal, get on whatever stage feels good to you, whether it be a stage or just an intimate um, business relationship with a few people, but be on that stage, be that fullness, but not feel like you have to give over to it. Like for some reason you don't then get an opportunity to have a relationship and a family and, you know, kids. And I I love that they found that balance. It seemed to me. Yeah. But you know what else I always thought was really interesting about them is when I first started listening to them years ago, the gatherings were not that big. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe there's not more people here. I mean, it was mind blowing to me. These, you know, this, this message is amazing. You think there would be hundreds and thousands of people, but all, all their marketing Definitely at the beginning, maybe later with the books, it was different, but it was all from the inside out. They weren't marketing. Yeah. They were attracting. And that was fascinating to me because they weren't throwing themselves out there. You know, it was, they just kept consistently doing their work, doing their work, doing their work. And it was a demonstration of the law of attraction. Yes. Yes. And a demonstration of that trust because as as a person, them, for instance, starts out with something like this, there is a continual expansion that happens and a more of a grounding in it. And so to, to expect huge crowds right at the beginning hmm, could have been a little overwhelming or could have mm-hmm. thrown them off a bit, you know? Yeah, and wasn't on track. I mean, I think about Louise Hay of Hay House and, the, you know, the largest spiritual metaphysical publisher in the world now. I remember Louise Hay used to say, you know, I think for seven or eight years, 10 people showed up when she had some ideas she wanted wow. to, to share. And I and I think to myself, that's because, you know, she kept with it because it didn't matter how many people showed up. Right. You know, it didn't matter to, I know that, you know, Jerry is a, a pub, was a publisher and he had that energy of that and is, I'm going to say he is, um, a publisher and a, a wanting to get the message out. But he also trusted that the right people would come because he understood yes. what he was learning from Abraham, you know. Sure. And I want us all to just be focused on what is ours to do and not to push it or worry or fret about, how, well, how am I going to get this out there? How is this going to happen? It's not, I mean, I think one of the most profound messages they have taught me is it's not your job. Not our it's, job. You know? Not our business. Right. Just do what you do. Love it. Enjoy it. Be passionate. But if you're doing it because you're looking for numbers, you're looking for crowds, you're looking for money, you're looking for a way for it to be legitimized in the outside world, I think that's where things get a little screwy, you know? Well, Well, what I'm coming to understand is that the more we focus on the joy of it, the connection to source, the lining up with it and the feeling good about it and the trusting it, then all of the other things just get taken care of and they fall into place. It takes a lot of trust and faith Mm -hmm. uh, to, to move into that space. But I think that's, I feel that that's what I'm being asked to do, and, and I think that's what we're all being asked to do here. Yes. And we've that, chosen this. We've chosen it, you know. Go ahead. Well, we, we, there's the F word, right? My favorite F word, fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, they really emulated this idea that this is fun. Yes. And if you're not having fun, it's probably not yours to do. <laughs> probably not right. yours to do. <laughs> Holy moly, can we have a moment? Yeah. Because I think our culture and our world teaches us the opposite. Mm-hmm. You, you know, shut up about the fun that's for children. You know, you need to get out there and work hard and sweat and sacrifice. And at the end of your life, maybe you get a couple of years of, you know, of joy. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yes, to say I it, love but... that too. They never acted their age. I know. You know, I love right. that. I mean, I, I remember when I found out how old I was shocked because I mean, I just never, I never thought of them as, um, they're like timeless because that's yeah. the thing about consciousness. There is no age on consciousness. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're having fun, there is an agelessness of it. And, you know, I love the symbolism of the bus, you know, that million dollar bus or two million. I love I love hearing how much it cost every time they said it. Like, good for you. You know, it's <laughs> like they didn't, you know, they didn't apologize and drive around in a Winnebago. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. They but didn't that I mean, sh- there was no energy out there. Yeah. I mean, you, we never, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I missed it, but I never picked up on any energy any attention on trying to keep up or measure or worry or any of that? Yeah. Well, they had to, they, they knew every time they went into that field, uh, things would feel horrible. Like they had to keep up with something. And I imagine Abraham <clears throat> was able to sort of give them uh, some interesting alignment. Um, and, and so as a, as a great symbol of our own ability to have fun, be drawn by our passion and let that passion be economically abundant. Let it be a balancing of time so that it's not everything you do, but you are able to find family and alone time. Um, they've been wonderful examples in the physical, Jerry, Esther, and Abraham in that experience. So now I'm gonna, we're going to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, I'd like to spend the last segment of the show talking about what now. <laughs> what now? Let's talk a, we'll talk a little bit about the transition, but not a lot because whatever. Um, and then we'll talk about what what's up for um, this new energy that is now Esther in the physical, Jerry in the non-physical partying with that which we call Abraham, which is just a lot of other of our consciousnesses together. And let's play a little bit with this blending and letting go of the illusion of separation. So this is Everyday Attraction, and we'll be back right after the break. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, 
or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on Unity.fm, Align Radio. And we are having a, just a wonderful roundtable. I have to thank you both. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm just feeling like such <laughs> great satisfaction. I just wanted an opportunity to hang out with some Abraham peeps and talk about Jerry and Esther and talk about um, this transition time in our spiritual teachings um, and and things are always moving and expanding, which is really the message that they gave us. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the cancer because I kind of just, you know, I got a lot of letters about, well, is this, you know, does Jerry's cancer somehow, you know, push, put a shadow on their teachings, which kind of really made me laugh. I'm like, if you if you have that question, you so have not been listening to what they said. No, but I think also that question assumes that the message is personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's it only, you know, that's sometimes I do get a little when I hear a lot of energy around worshiping Jerry and Esther. I mean, I love their work. I'm so appreciative that they open themselves out, but it's kind of putting the attention, I think, in the wrong place. Yes. They're allowers. They're 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 walking their talk and they're teaching us. So if we focus so much on them, it feels like we're kind of missing the point of their teachings. Yes. That it is not about them and that they are in the in the same contrasty kind of way. And I just want to say, you know, being in a spiritual uh, teaching like this and a, and a wonderful philosophy of life doesn't mean you're not going to get a disease. Mm-hmm. I mean, who said that? Right. You know, it, but what happens is when the contrast does come, doesn't mean it has to come, but mm-hmm. if it does happen, you know what to do. And in this situation, Jerry and his high knowing, high self decided to transition. Mm-hmm. whoop de doo mm-hmm. you know, I think we, and Abraham has taught us that we make so much out of this. So whether we, because I, I think there is this a little bit of metaphysical malpractice when a spiritual teacher gets a disease or gets run over by a bus, somehow we think, aha, <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> they were supposed to live to be 500 years old. Otherwise, they're not authentic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what people want to to understand is, if he wanted to leave, why didn't he just lay his body down without getting sick? And I think that that is what bothers people. So that's why they ask the question. Yes, yes, I understand it. Mm-hmm. I do and, understand. And as you were saying, uh, just because uh, as a couple they were uh, bringing through this this wonderful information, this wonderful knowing, doesn't mean as human beings they had everything down pat perfectly and that they were thinking perfectly positive thoughts every second of the day. It's a, a process, isn't it? It's a journey. And, and the idea is to step into that place where we are in that light and that joy as much as possible. And we all want to be there all of the time once we really understand that that's where we're headed. We want to be there all the time, uh, many of us, but it doesn't mean we're always successful and it doesn't mean we don't have uh, thoughts that we may be uh, sort of carrying around underneath the surface that we're not aware of. And so uh, it's it's just part of this uh, this physical reality and we do, we do want it to be better than getting sick, of course. But, of course, but, yeah. But it, but I think it also is part of the, again, he's being an example of the work, is that it's not about being perfect. And 
he, you know, from what I understood in the little bit that they gave, because again, they were, you know, private and then so they should Mm -hmm. be able to keep a lot of that information to their own process, their own internal process. But from what we understood, Jerry was very aware of the thought form that had led to this diagnosis. Right. He he claimed it. Mm -hmm. He knew it. He did not resist it. He he understood that he'd been carrying it around for yeah. for many many a decade, and um, but at that point there's still this idea that somehow when you transit, I mean the guy was eighty something years old. I mean it's not, but whether or not he transitioned in his eighties or when he was fifty, that's not really what I'm trying to express. Right. But the idea is that we have to kind of release judgment on how yeah. people transition mm-hmm. right. or how it looks or what our expectations or, and even labeling something as right or wrong or good or exactly. bad. How, exactly. how could we ever judge? No, we can't judge that. I mean, there wasn't so many times in my life where I thought something was bad, turns out to be good. You know, that whole thing, like it's impossible to put yeah, a label exactly. or identify it something. Is. Yes, especially looking at someone else. We're not in their head. Mm-hmm. We don't know what has gone on in their consciousness. And uh, so we can choose to, to look at it in a judgmental way, as, as you said, or we can to take all the, the pearls yeah. and, and really focus on those. And, boy, there were so many pearls. There are still. I want to talk a and, little bit. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Ray. Go ahead. No, what? Well, I was going to say I want to talk a little bit about just sort of having a picture or a discussion of what it's going to be like, or, you know, this is just sort of a fun guessing game, for Esther to actually communicate with Jerry. Yeah. Uh, perhaps channel Jerry, you know. Uh, I'm wondering about that. What are your thoughts on that, both of you? Well, I just I just kind of remember, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the first thing that flashed to my mind is when my mom passed away. She passed away very suddenly three years ago. And at first I was getting a lot of communication, and then it kind of went away. And then I'm, I was just thinking, I feel like I've heard something in their talks where if you if you, I don't know, I've, I don't, do you remember any of that? Something like the stories that Esther used to tell about her father. Yeah. yeah. Like at yeah. the beginning, yeah. he was there a lot. Yeah. And yes. then I forget what her reasoning was for why they didn't need to communicate so much anymore or something. I forget. Well, they kind of, they kind of said everything that needed to be said. Yeah. Right. You know, and you know, my, my take on this is that what Jerry's going to help us all with is getting over the idea that you can't communicate fully with those who have transitioned. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe in my heart that, part of our spiritual expansion is to drop that veil more and more because so many of us suffer unnecessarily when when people transition and that are, are close to us. And so I think this is going to be a threshold of experiencing more and more techniques. Obviously, Esther's good at this, but even for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, an ability to really communicate fully with those who have transitioned to be satisfied that all is well. And that although there will be some missing, um, some loss, we want to honor that physical. Because if it, it didn't mean anything, then their life wouldn't have been meaningful. So we get to honor that. But also to not, you know, really stop the endless grieving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know Esther would never do that. But I mean, for us, it's this opportunity for us to see maybe what does it look like when a human being can connect in with their love, their soulmate, 
and be satisfied with that connection and then be able to come into the physical world and say, let's do it. Let's move on. Let's, you know, all is well. Um, I, I recently heard in, in the Asheville workshop, um, a woman sat down and this was just before Jerry made his transition. So it was really interesting. She's called, yeah, you know, I get it. There is no death. Make fun of death. You know, Abraham is as dead as it gets, and they're fully joyous and fully aware and singing in every bird and every joyful child. You know, she was saying, I get that. I get that. You're alive and well. And yet I can't call up my friend and say, you know, how's it going? And their response was, oh, yes, you can. And why are you depending on this archaic technology like the phone Mm -hmm. to do it? Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's maybe what's going to be an opportunity now as Esther communicates and showcases once again how that could work for us all, yeah. not just her, not just because she has said again and again, any anyone can do this. She is not special in a sort of pedestal spiritual way. We're not here to worship Esther. Um, this is just her reflecting back to us what's possible. And I'm excited about yeah. that. But you know, at the same time, I kind of, you know, that thing about communicating that everything, cause that's def- that's what I got from my mom is a lot of peace that she was happy. Every, you know what I mean? And, but then I also kind of think of that thing about the personalities, I think lift, you know, like sometimes we expect that person's personality to come through like an individual personality. Right. Well, we have to we have to meet them on their new terms. Yeah, and that's why it's and then it's more of a collective energy of love. It doesn't feel like you know oh, I'm going to have a conversation with my uncle Bob and he's going to be exactly how he was on the physical plane. Because I know when my dad passed away, I mean we had some conflicts and this and that. But when during our life, but when he passed away, every I just felt love toward him. I mean it was it, it was like palpable. I mean it was just yeah. like and even now every time I think of him, it's like this energy of love and and. I kind of see it, and I think Abraham talked about this years ago. I remember hearing it's kind of like almost like we go into this big pool, but we're not mm-hmm. so individualized as we are on the physical plane. Well, but I think there's still the essence, though. Sorry, remember that I, I just wanted to say, too, there is the essence, though, because if you remember, Esther would say, okay, Abraham, are you just pretending to be my dad, or is this an energy that was connected with me as my father? And, you know, they said, no, that there is some some sort of, I want to say tag or connection to a uniqueness about that mm-hmm. exchange, you know? Some kind of differentiation, and I don't know if we can figure that out. I don't know if you we know? can, but but I know Esther told a story just recently where she said a, a very close friend of theirs, uh, a couple, um, the woman of the couple was making her transition, and she connected with the, the, the a man in the couple, and they had been very close friends for many, many years, and the the gentleman was struggling terribly. He was really, really fearing and was, you know, Oh, was so just unsure of what his life was going to be like without his wife. And um, as they were on the phone, Esther said, I just got filled up with Sue, which was her name, right? I got so, she was all over me. She was all over me. I could feel her. I could almost smell her. And and she said to this gentleman, I wish I could share with you right now. I am Sue. I'm feeling her Mm -hmm. so fully. And you too will get to that point of, being able to connect with that so that the missing is not so terribly poignant. Yes, I, I, I wanted to add to, to that and to what Janice was saying about the experience with her uncle. Um, my life with my mother, um, I would 
if if I did it over, I would create it differently. And yet, when she died, I was on the plane uh, going to to meet my sisters for her funeral, and I closed my eyes, and the love and the beauty, and you know, just the fragrance, and surrounded by roses and all this uh, delightful imagery was quite breathtaking. And interestingly enough, a good friend of mine who had never met my mother, who didn't know a thing about my mother, had the same inner experience of my mother. So I don't Mm -hmm. even know what that means, but I just, I pass it along. And it was so reassuring and so comforting. And it helped me let go of a lot of the past as well. Yes. And, oh, go ahead. Well, I think that's what we're looking for. You said it, reassurance yeah. of our eternal nature. Yeah. You know, as as much as we are dedicated students of spirit, it is nice to have evidence of that. Yes. You know, that continuation. Was there another thought you had? Yes, Marga? I have a, one other little story of a friend of mine um, who translates for Source quite beautifully. And one evening she was translating for Source and then... In the middle of it, she started to uh, cry a little bit and bring through uh, some words that seemed a little bit different. And she was having an experience with a friend of hers who had uh, transitioned. And I was a bit startled by it. I was new to translating or channeling, so I was quite surprised at this. Uh, but she was crying because it was so beautiful for her. She was mm. having such a beautiful experience. Somehow she had managed to open up to this friend, and this friend was somehow reassuring her of the beauty of her her present uh, experience and, and where mm. she was, who she was, um, and the beauty of her transitioning. And so my friend was crying as she was uh, bringing her through because it was so exquisite to her. I love that. And I, and I do believe that that's where we're going now in this next um, phase or chapter of the Abraham work. And I am so happy that we will all be on this road together. <laughs> and we've actually come to the end of our hour. And I just want to thank you both for just satisfying my need to come together and chat about this. I can't tell you how appreciative I am. And I've been speaking with Janice Campbell, who is the host of Receive Your Life on Unity.fm. Uh, check out her show and her her website is receiveyourlife.com. And I have been talking with Mary Beth Rapisardo, who is a channel for source. So Mary Beth, I, I just came up with a new acronym. acronym it's CFS. You are a channel for source. <laughs> Wait a minute, CFF, what does that stand for again? Channel 4 Source. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Very best. Rapisardo is a CFS. Sounds like a credential. <laughs> right. After your name, CFS. <laughs> Feel free to put that at the end of your name. No need for a degree or anything like that. Um, but I want to thank you both. And uh, and hopefully, I know we will have you back on the show. And Mary Beth will be having her own show very soon where she'll be displaying her talents on AlignRadio.com. So thank you all. Have thank a wonderful you. week. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Janice. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
And I want to thank you all for listening to another edition of Everyday Attraction. I'm going to end with this Abraham quote, and I think we have just a few minutes left to do a Law of Attraction card reading by our wonderful friend, Charcel. But let me read this as we end our tribute to Jerry Hicks, great love and great knowing that all is well. Abraham said, make fun of death. We are as dead as it gets, and we are fully aware of this joyous experience. We are with you every time you allow it. We are in every bird singing and in every joyful child. We are part of every delicious pulsing in your environment. We are not dead and neither will you ever be. You will just get up one day and get out of this movie. (laughs) Great joy. Great love for you all. Have a wonderful week and blessings to our Jerry and our Esther. All is truly well. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, Life is always working out for me. I like understanding that things are always evolving, and while there are many things that could be better where I am, it is not really a problem, because where I am is constantly changing to something better. I like knowing that as I look for the best thing around me, where I am, those things become more prevalent in my experience. It is fun to know that things are always working out for me. And as I watch for the evidence of that, I see more evidence of that every day. Things are always working out for you. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today is ever evolving with sunny possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Align Radio, alignradio.com. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.